I'm Emma. This is Joe. And this is 40 Sexy Overheard, an unscripted and unedited podcast. <laughs> I like how we've been switching words on that now. Right, you're really <laughs> them. Okay, so we have kind of like a serious thing that we want to talk about tonight, but before I think we wanted to give some quick updates, and um, one of them was that, for, for us, was that we actually did try to record a podcast last weekend during Labor Day. We did. It didn't work, so we played no, it off we like it was a weekend break. Right. Um, and, but anyway, we were recording this podcast last weekend, and something happened to me that was so startling, and to Joe Murray was <laughs> not a big deal at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's still Lisa Marks, though. Lisa well, Marks. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> well, for me, oh gosh, like you guys, I know, those who are listening and... If you're not on Maui and you're not surfing, you're like, yeah, whatever. But, like, my board hit me on my face, so now I'm like, I have this. I no, hope... not that. Oh, that one? But oh. the fucking earthquake. <laughs> oh, See, that's how geez, little it registered to you. That's how little it registered <laughs> well, to you. Well, I also, aside from being from the Philippines, I'm also from Southern California, where I was like, yeah, Northridge earthquake, all of that, whatever. That's nothing to me. <laughs> so we were recording our podcast for last week, which was about a topic that, I think is we you know moved on to have a better ones tonight, but literally in the mid- twenty minutes in, there's this giant crash about <laughs> like a car driving through my house. I freak out. I'm like, don't like it, you can hear in the corner. I'm like, don't worry, stop. We need to figure out what's going on. Blah blah. And I'm like, she's like, what? What? <laughs> what are you worried about? It's fucking fine. And um, oh, <laughs> it was an earthquake. I didn't even register. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. And I'm from the Midwest, so like an earthquake to me is like, holy shit, this is a big deal. Um. But, yeah, it, it was funny. I mean, everyone was totally safe. Nothing, absolutely nothing happened to anybody in Hawaii except for maybe losing power for a little bit. But um, it was just funny, our different reactions and that. And then we couldn't, and then we actually did try to, like, put together our episode later. We but did. after, we're not tech-savvy enough. So, just skip <laughs> that whole one. So, that was what happened last week, if you even paying attention. <laughs> now you can share your story about the board. Oh, my God, nothing. <laughs> so, now if you see me walking around town, I've got this, this the hopefully not a permanent birthmark birthmark on my chin it's not it does it looks like a birthmark honestly it really looks like a birthmark because my board totally gave me an uppercut on my left the left side of my chin and it was worth it it was worth it but um my pride was hurt more than my face (laughs) (laughs) well yeah yeah you can definitely see it yeah, and you saw someone cute after, right? Oh, my God. Oh, God, that's kind of embarrassing. Whatever. <laughs> then you don't have to elaborate, but I'm just saying you saw someone, like, that you thought was cute. I didn't think he was cute because, you know, when I'm out there surfing, I don't I don't look for cute guys. I'm like, you know, you're aware. When you're out there surfing, it's more of like, yeah, you're aware of people, but you, it's not. It's not a bar scene whatsoever. You're just kind of just out there. But, um, yeah, dude and I were surfing for about an hour or two hours together, and knew he was cute but whatever no big deal whatever i'm surfing and then so we both get out of the water around the same time and he's loading my his board and then i'm you know i'm sitting there loading my board and uh, <laughs> just didn't realize how good looking he was and i acted like a fucking 12 year old in front of him in front of him embarrassing that just okay the whole point of that is just, that just shows how out of practice i am out of practice, which I keep telling you, that's you all. Just practice. That's all. That's all. I, I'm out of. I'm not complaining. I am choosing to be out of practice. Okay, but if choosing you weren't out of practice, it. that thing wouldn't have happened. Oh my god, I would have been the coolest thing ever. Even like, yeah, <laughs> but whatever, no big deal. That's how exciting my life is right now. I surf and I work. That's my update. Which surf, work, and spend time with my kids. 
That's it. And you know what? I'm completely satisfied with that. For now. For now. Nice. And my only thing I wanted to add to that is, as you got uppercut by a surfboard, I went camping, which I don't like for a reason. And, like, every time it comes up, I'm like, I don't really want to go camp. Like, no. I, I, the last time I camped was probably nine years ago. Like, I'm not a camper. But I decided, yeah, like, let's go on this camping trip. It's going to be so fun. Um... And we went out camping in this really, really hot beach camping place, and it was pretty miserable. Ooh, like, I was with my, like the dynamic hot. of the group ended up being me and my daughter and a bunch of, like, guys, like, Ooh. at this camping trip. We thought there was going to be more girls. It was kind of a guy thing. So, anyway, um, we try to go to sleep early, and we wake up in the night, and it's, like, unbearably hot. Ooh. Like, so That's terribly, weird. like, we couldn't sleep, because it was she, and she never wakes up, you know, and she was like, oh, mommy, I'm so hot, so it was, like, pretty miserable, and, and I knew, too, when I tried to go to bed early, I was like, the one thing I do know about camping is you gotta get super drunk so you can sleep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the only thing I know, I'm like, I don't oh. like to pack anything, like, I, you know, whatever, but I know that, and so we didn't do that, and it was, like, our downfall, because we got absolutely no sleep, because we, it was so hot, whereas the other guys that we came with, one fell asleep in his tent with the rain flap down, which means there was absolutely no ventilation, yeah. so that's how drunk and best out he was, the other one just fell asleep in the dirt, sort of, <laughs> by, sort of by the table. I want to be him, I want to be yeah, him. He, he slept, and the third one went back to his car and passed out. No, I want the guy in the dirt. The guy in the dirt, the guy in the dirt, yeah. Um, he's actually kind of cute, but I thought it was hilarious that he just, like, slept in the dirt. Like, no problem. He just had, like, a little blanket. He laid it Why not? It's not raining. It's Maui. <laughs> it's, it's really, seriously, it's heavenly around here. But guess it? who was rested in the morning? Those guys. And guess who was, like, losing her shit because she didn't sleep all night? Me. Did you take a note from them? Yep. Okay. So that's our update. Those are our updates. So now oh we're my taking gosh. a huge shift into right, something like else. Right, this COVID thing makes our update a bitch, bit, bitch, a bit more snoring. No, but, I always want to give updates, and I feel like you always want to cut me off. I'm trying to prompt. <laughs> Sorry, go for it. No, that's it. Are we done? That's With another updates. Update. I okay. mean, the only other thing I think would be, like, to intro what we want to talk about through kind of, like, some things, but yeah. which is sort of an update. Well, yeah, I think, you know, now in this, you know, we try to just keep it lighthearted, but in the in what's happening in the world, it's really hard not to talk about it, which is race, racism. Right. What is it exactly? Right. And all the things going on in our country with, you know, that are connected to this aspect of people just not being able to get along or understand each other just based on this one fact, which is race. And we have not... We wanted to talk about this, like, a while ago, mm-hmm. when everything kind of really came right. up to people. All the protests started yeah. with, like, George Floyd. Yeah. We really did want to yeah. talk about it. And then we second-guessed ourselves, and we didn't because we felt like, oh, well, like, who are we right. to say? We're over on this island. Like, we, why would we're, we... We're in our little bubble, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, why would we... And I, like, you kind of more wanted to, and I was like, no. Um, and I think that it's just, I mean, it's been a long path for me to get to this conversation or mm-hmm. even to you know want to discuss this but I think it's so relevant because um you know there's a lot about avoiding these conversations with each other you know and yeah you know things happened to me this week where I was um at you know hanging out with some some neighbors and the conversation got difficult 
No, oh my god. Nothing I think got, went down the crazy yeah. track where I basically like ran away and I was so upset. And um, you know, that's not how I would want to handle true. something. But I realized, you know, like God, one, I'm really shitty at handling these things and you know, number two, this is like a denial on my part of ever wanting to mm-hmm. talk about these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So I guess like we wanted to kind of just even have a conversation about race. Right. I think this is a, for the podcast this time. It is this episode is really just a conversation about race. That's all. Not like one side this versus that. It's not. It's not a debate. No. It's just a conversation about race. What the hell is it like? You know. And I think Emma and I are. I think we're qualified to talk about it. You being white, me being Filipino, me being born from the you know in the Philippines and having these different life experiences where you grew up in Chicago with so many different races, you know, whereas I grew up in all Filipinos. There's just so many, so many, I think we have, we have, it's valid to have this conversation between you and I. Yeah. And different perspectives. And I guess that's what, you know, a lot of the people and um, people that I admire right now that are trying to get this dialogue about race going in the country are like kind of having these conversations with each other and just trying to open it. So this is, I think, yeah. our attempt to open that conversation. Right. And that's all we're doing. Yeah, a, conti- a mm-hmm. continuous conversation. It, there's no confusion. There's just open it up. What the hell is race anyway? Why is it important? Well, okay. Why don't you start then? Because you, you brought it up twice. <laughs> oh, right, right. So what? what is race or what is racism? Yeah, you know, I don't even really know. You know, I looked at the dictionary and uh, right before the podcast. Oh, I love and, looking at dictionaries. <laughs> seriously, and it said like you know, right? You know where racism is is the dis- disenfranchised based on the minorities and uh, you know the 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 uh, gen uh, the the race that is of of that's it disenfranchised. That's all I can remember at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know aside from. The whole concept of racism, if, if I sit with it, it's, it's really, I, I don't really think too much about it, but maybe that's because I have been in Maui for the last 15 years. I, I have lived in a bubble where I am the majority. Right. So we're go- jumping right into it, you know? No, but that's the ending point. Right. But I mean, I think for me, like racism, you know, it, it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around it because... I like to think I don't deal with it, but then you know what? Actually, if I think about it, I do on really minute levels. I definitely there's some there there's hints of racism that I deal with, like you know being being a really brown girl now. That especially since I've been surfing, you know, being brown and um, I I think there there's there's something to it. I I'm I'm so I. Anyways, can you take over for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our question was, what is racism? And I was sharing earlier that, um, so for me, when I grew up, um, I learned the textbook definition of racism, which was like basically, you know, discriminating against your people based on their skin color. Like that was what was hammered into my head as an elementary school student. And that was kind of the definition. And I grew up in a place that, you know, with a mom, especially who was working really hard, you know, to against discrimination and things like that where I felt like oh you know like this racism bullshit like who would really think that way like this must be an old-fashioned way of thinking that we have to learn about in school like I I truthfully did not I mean it sounds naive but I'm just being honest like that's 
I didn't see it, and I didn't see that was going on in my neighborhood or right. in my community. I really didn't. I mean, I did know. But could that be the white privilege that we're talking totally. about? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Because it didn't directly affect me. Because it's so endemic in you, it. right? It's, yeah. Yeah. And totally. I guess the only difference for me was that, you know, we where I grew up was one of a very few places that was pretty diverse and mixed. So, like, I didn't hear that so much from like my friends either like nobody that I was friends with was like really complaining about racism to me when they were younger not that it didn't happen but at least I I wasn't their person that they were going to talk to so I didn't really like I was like this is kind of you know over and done with like that's what I really thought when I was younger and I was like I'm so glad my mom kind of like helped and worked on this problem and now it's just going to get better and better and you know that's the end of it and um, you know, honestly, now with so many things that have become apparent in my mind, that this is you know a much bigger problem than my elementary self thought mm-hmm. isn't going away, and is much no. deeper than you know I originally thought. Um, I am now, you know, redefining what I think racism is and what that means, and um, you know, a lot of it, I guess, is not like I was saying, you know, kind of in our little pre-conversation, I used to picture someone who was racist would be, like, you know, the old person that, like, like says, like, nasty names and right. calls out people and doesn't the like very overt racist. And very obvious. Right, the very overt. You know, time. that's what I thought racist. Like, right. so I didn't ever really see when I was younger that there can be racism that isn't just out there. You know, like, it's right. like I knew that it happened. You thought there was one type of racism. Well... My mom's job, to back up and explain this, was um, she was a civil rights lawyer. So, like, her whole cases were about housing discrimination and job totally. discrimination. Totally. So right I on. did yeah. completely understand and see that. Like, I wasn't totally naive to that. But every time, I guess, I thought, oh, that's just that one terrible employer. And, like, the way she described her cases, she'd be like, yeah, like, this company's really bad. They did this. And I, I kept thinking, like, in isolation, like, that company's bad. This company's bad. I didn't. You know, it's taken me until, honestly, like, now to real, you know, put it all together as, like, more of a seamless, like, oh, it wasn't just, like, this company and that company. It's a whole thing. It's a whole, like, thing that's, you know, like, now, like, intergenerationally going back and back and back further. Mm -hmm. So I think the definition, and I even would say that less of the worry is the people that are crazy old, just open racist, to more of, like, the systemic, um you know, racism that has kind of amounted to, like, where we are now as a culture. Right. But it's also very confusing for it me is. to, like, figure out, like, one, I'm a person who, like, is like, oh, well, this is a problem. I want to solve it. Okay, well, I don't know, you know, that, which, you know, but, like, I feel like that definition when it's more, it's, like, more, not, not it's kind of more subtle and, like, Okay, what does that mean? People are like, this is systemic racism over generation and generation and generation. Like, exactly. I get it. Right. I can, like, rationally be like, okay, like, yeah, so, you know, you start as a slave and you never really, never ever get the chance to, like, really improve yourself over generations no. and generations and generations. Okay, well, now we're having a conversation now and, like, what, what, a, how can I help? You know what I mean? Like, that's... Right. Where I think before, when I was younger, the definition was so much more clear. Like, I just thought, well, I'm just not going to be a racist. I'm not going to say terrible racist things and discriminate against people. And I see you as equal to me. Right. Right. I see you as equal to me. And I thought that was a good summed up. Like, I'm I'm not a racist. Done. Blah, blah, blah. You're not. I think on a personal level, you're not. But I think that's what's tricky about racism. Why why in this episode, I think the title of this episode is something along the lines of difficult conversations. Well, we're we're debating about the topic. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. We don't even know. Right. But I, I wrote down difficult conversations and she wrote down time to talk about race. Yeah. I think because it, it becomes race, religion and race, religion and uh, what, what politics. It really comes. It, it's it, it beca- it's so personal. You know, and I think that's why we have such a big problem with having these conversations. Why we always say, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics, because it becomes personal. I think we but need we to But we don't add... say don't talk about race. That's but I think we should, because we don't know we how to talk, talk about, about it. it. No, I don't think we know how. Well, no, but I guess that's the whole idea, right? Is that, that you still try anyway. But that's a problem. You try, and you don't know how, and you just you mess it up. And it just blows up. Okay, but okay, now you, this is funny, because now I feel like you are describing the white person's perspective perspective because like that is exactly what I think a lot of white people feel right now is like they want to support and they want to be different than they have been and they want to do things to be different than they have been but like there's this you know like oh well this has been going on for you know ever and ever and ever and now it's like okay well I want to help what am I supposed to do though you know what I mean like I mean honestly I don't care like I'm I know that luckily not that many people listen to our podcast. Maybe someone would like drag me across their coals for this comment. But like, I'm being sincere and saying like, what can I do to do something better or different? You know what I mean? Um, But I don't think that it's that we shouldn't talk about it. So that's what we're starting with. We're having a messy conversation about, you know. I I don't know. I, I think we shouldn't talk about it because we don't know how and it makes it worse. Until we figure out how to talk about it, which is what we're doing right now. This is why I okay, think this okay. is why this podcast is like the opening because you and I can talk about it. But I think, let's say if we were in, you know, we were other people from the mainland who are more charged about this, it would not go well. And I think that's what's happening in our country now where, you know, we just, it's not that one side is more is evil versus the other. It's just we just don't know how to have this very difficult conversation uh because it's like you know it's okay, you're getting whiter and whiter the more that you talk because you keep looking at my difficult conversation notes. no i'm I, 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 fucking with you no i'm i'm really <laughs> I like as i'm like feeling into myself and i'm like i really don't know how to talk about this well i don't either so maybe that can be our common ground here like i don't either and you don't either but we're supposed to fucking try it right and that's what's great and like we're I both don't... smart you're a therapist okay. i'm a teacher right like, we can do this so why don't you know why don't i know how to talk about this because, what yeah okay yeah right what is coming up for me that i cannot talk about this with you where i feel like i would be misunderstood you know, and I keep, as you were speaking, I'm thinking, you know what? I think racism, you know, it's a, it's about value, right? It's a sense of value. Like, we don't value a person based on their the color of their skin. Or I value more, value you more. Because, in fact, let me talk about that. Growing up in the Philippines, the lighter your skin is, the more valuable you are. Totally. There's, like, bleach. You get There's all these bleaching creams in the Philippines where, you know, it's just... And they do the glutathione injections, which makes your skin white. What? Oh, no, totally. If only they, I this about asshole bleaching. No, well, yeah, that, <laughs> I'm sure it does that, which too. Which might be different. But this thing makes your entire body white. So everybody that does a glutathione, if you have money, you okay. do glutathione injections weekly or biweekly, something like that. And it's, it's a big deal. Like, But so, you know, you're the your value is based on the color of your skin yeah 
like that's like very like make you whiter and you'd be more exactly you know and I always got that like I think we talked about this a few sessions ago or sessions <laughs> episodes ago where you know god damn it am I really one of your clients <laughs> <laughs> it's all like a joke and I'm one of your clients yeah. Where, you know, my grandma, all the grandma, old grandmas in the Philippines would say, get out of the sun, no one's going to want to marry you. You know, it's still a, a thing where, and I think that's part of my rebellion with surfing, you know, it was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to get as dark as I want to be, so I'm going to surf, <laughs> you know, 20 hours a week. And, you know, it, it, and I think that, I mean, to be honest, I think that's part of that. It's like this whole racist like, I was always brought up to believe I'm only as good as how light my skin is. Well, that's pretty intense and very it's crazy. Like, that's very intense. Fucking intense. As I said that, I got sad about that. Like, like I was about really... to get wine, and I'm like, I think I can't get up. <laughs> no, it's intense. Like, even now, and this is 2020, you know, it, it it's still the way it is. Like, I think, in a way, I even married a white man because I wanted my kids to be white. You know, to be honest, oh, God, that's some deep shit. <laughs> I'm getting wine. You know, like, you know, it was really embedded in me as a, as a Filipino woman that the lighter your kids are, the better they will be, which is not what I believe in now as a woman. But if, if I, but that's a racism, right? It's so innate. It's so endemic that it's like I, I really believed it up until now where I am conscious enough to question these these beliefs about who I am, what I believe, and how I want to live my life, and how I want to see the future. And I think that's what's happening, maybe, I'm assuming, in our, in, in, you know, in the mainland and in our world, where we're having, we're questioning, we're questioning who am I, like, seriously, do I, there's a lot, racism is just the surface, it's just, but it's not really, it's not racism. It's more than that. But I think what you're, so like what you described too to me about like this ideal and the way to get there is this new definition of like systematic and like going back. Like that is a a consensus of a group of people feeling like it would be better for you to look whiter. Like that is, totally. you know what I mean? And so that's, I, I, I understand, it, that goes more along with, you know, the more current definition, not my elementary school version mm. of like, this has been like, and it's like on so many different levels, you know, that yeah. this occurs. Like, why would that thought even come up in the Philippines? Why would oh, I have an answer think for that. that? Okay. The fucking Spaniards. Oh, all right. What? But, yeah, well, white people. Right, right. White people. <laughs> white kidding. people. White people conquered the Philippines about three hundred years ago, and then you know, so they made us brown people think that the white, whiter you are, the better. So the same thing with slavery. I'm guessing, right? Like that, like there was a there was the slaves that worked in the house versus the slaves that worked out in the field. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same mentality. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is, and it it is, and it goes into it. It goes into that, if you bring it all the way back, the master is the white man who says that we are better than those, you know, than you. That's why you're the slave. And that's kind of what they did, the Spaniards. That's what they did to the Filipinos back 300 years ago. So, But yeah. the Spaniards were white? and They the were men... white. No, they were totally white. Oh, okay. White. Well, let's see there. I don't know. No, they were totally white. They were like, you know, yeah, no, they were 
totally right. Oh, okay. Yeah, before them, all the Filipinos had tattoos all over themselves. Really? Yeah. Like, they, what kind of tattoos? Like, um, like, like, uh, you know, Filipino tattoos. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I know, neither do I. But I actually have one on my neck over here. But, yeah, like, um, but, it you know, the Filipinos back then believed that if, you know, you didn't have any tattoos, then... You'd be like, why would you walk about? Why would you live this earth? Why would you live on earth naked? So they, they tattoo mm. themselves to decorate their skin. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So I guess that's kind of where I'm going with that too. So I have like tattoos on my right side. You do have a lot of tattoos. I do. I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's, it's all, that's what racism is. Going back to that. It's just so much. It's so many things with just one word. Yeah, so that definition is hard. I think that definition is crazy, like, to comprehend. And, like, I think that there's a lot. I always try to look in, like, the good of anything that has happened. And, like, obviously there's been so much terrible bullshit with cops killing black men, black people. Like, I mean, that I can't fathom and understand in any aspect or try to make any sort of, you know, rationalization behind it. All of that. And if you know we're we are over here kind of just watching and not necessarily being in it, but I do feel like that definition is different now. It's different than what I like you know had thought about when I was younger, and now it's more like a lot of the conversation has switched to I mean, wait, we're gonna get to white privilege in ten seconds. I just want to say this um. I, as far as, like, things that have happened violently, like, on the mainland, like, I still each time think, how could this happen again? How could this happen again? Why is this happening? You know, till eventually, like, I was like, okay, like, I'm beat over my head now. Like, this isn't random that this is happening. You know, this really is something that's part of a bigger system. I mean, I just want to back up and just be honest about that. That, Mm -hmm. like, I have heard this forever like since the 80s chicago police department weren't allowed to for the way that they handled people in their sure jails. you know like this is a new concept yeah but i think people getting fed up and doing something is different but also like when they really show the story it's like again 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 like what the hell i mean you can't just be like oh well this just is random you know, which i think was easier to think in the past right you know as you're speaking i'm really thinking of you know being a therapist i can see how this is that intergenerational trauma that we keep passing on you know and i i be, truly believe that but on on we keep you know passing on this intergenerational tra- trauma but on a, a on a, a social level mm-hmm. I, I believe it's really the same and that's why this is such a difficult conversation to have because it's what happens in our own home and then we bring it out to the community yeah but then think about what happens in these cops homes like Exactly. I know we're not focusing Same. on that in our conversation because we're not experts, but we're gonna. I'm gonna no. bring it back to you and I. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like this person who goes and like shoots somebody sometimes in the back or feels like they could kneel right. on another person's chest, Ugh. like right, like that part of this this thing Ugh. is that at some point these police or whoever they are don't think that other human being is a human, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think it goes into that whole, pro- I mean, if I can go into the psychology part of it, it is, it's that projection, you know, if you come from a family where there's intergenerational trauma, like what I was saying, where, you know, you feel like shit because your dad bullied you, 
you know, you project that onto the next and you project that on to to whoever you're around. And then unfortunately, you know, the police department will attract those people who... who yeah, because they want to be like control and have a gun. Finally. Wear the uniform. Right. Maybe right. get a car. And finally, There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> right. Finally, they're in control. Just making finally, them up. Right. Finally, they're masculine. Finally, they're this. Finally, they're that. And but they're doing that because of this intergenerational trauma they, that they themselves got because of their own family who happened to be white. And then you know it's just this whole projection. Maybe racism isn't necessarily just about the color of our skin. It's something so much deeper. Right. But there's definitely something about the color of the no, skin totally. with, like, all the shootings oh. that have happened that's really alarming to, like, going back to the sy- systemic kind yeah. of piece of it. Yeah, Is, like, oh, well, this didn't just come out of nowhere, right? So the, I, I did say I would bring this to the white privilege thing. But let me talk about that. But I think, let me think about that for just one second. But yeah, no, I think it's ahead. because, you know, we, you know, we humans, we have, you know, our eyeballs are so easily deceived. You know, we... Fuck we yeah. Yeah, as soon as we see something, we think Everyone it, looks hot on the beach, and they get closer, and they're not hot. Right. As soon as we see something, we think it's true. And I think that it it boils down to that. It's like this immediate, like, boom, you're black. Boom, you're white. Boom, you're you're brown. You know? We just like to judge right away. because And of we're our, conditioned that way. Some people are, you know, like, you're conditioned. We are. And again, if you, you can all also trace it back to all the way back to intergenerational, not necessarily trauma, but... You know, all of that survival skills that we, we created, you know, because of tribal mentality. You know, if you saw somebody different than you, automatically they were a threat, you know, back in the That's day. Point. You know, so now we, we keep persisting on that. You know, especially in America, I think in America that's why that persists because we, there's so many different races versus other countries. Like in the Philippines, you go over there, we're all Filipinos. <laughs> I was like, that's homogenous. Yeah, totally. You know, there's foreigners and you know they're foreigners, but whatever. You kind of just ignore them. But it's homogenous. I'm not nice. I love it. You know, it works for me. But, you know, but like in America, there's so many different, you know, histories intergenerational traumas and there's so many people and i guess it's that melting pot that's not quite a melting pot no it's fucking not i feel like that that like not oh it's a melting pot i'm like no it's a bunch of different ingredients that don't even necessarily like go well bowl? together like, like a, a really bad salad, salad bowl or like or like when somebody makes you rice with a lot of shit in it and they're like i just had all these it's things fried rice that's just terrible throw them into the rice it doesn't really but work fried rice is always good though there's no bad fried rice i don't know man uh, anyway. but you want fried rice with beets no, that's gross. See, see? Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I think fried rice But there's kimchi. no melting There's pot. like fried there's no, rice and kimchi is amazing. And I think the melting pot is the biggest one's bullshit. There's no point no, in, not a in America pot. where we everyone just gets in and we melt it together. No, we're we like, we ooh, don't, we I'm don't. white and you're Filipino and let's just like make it. I mean, well, yeah, that could, well, that could happen. <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, but like not as a whole everything. No. Like it's individual people. Like some ingredients are good and some ingredients are red, whatever. But, um, yeah, that melting pot is a bunch of bullshit. It's not. We're not quite a melting pot. We're not, we're not even we close. But I don't know what we are. Some people within the pot are trying to kill the other people in the pot. Well, wait, what kind of pot is that? Is <laughs> <laughs> that like a salad or a sour salad? <laughs> a salad gone bad. It's a bad. fucking hot mess. That's what we are. We are a hot mess. 
Okay, so we're like, what were we talking about? Okay, anyway, let's, so back. We, we, let's get back on track. Okay, we're getting back on track. So we were talking about what is racism. Our I next thing that I was leading up to is the white privilege thing. Right, go like for it, Emma. We were you to. that this is your arena. Uh, what? No, it is not. That's why it's so funny. Oh, it's let's because, do it. Yeah, because, so, you know, obviously recent conversations have been all about, like, white privilege. This is white privilege, you know, and, like, you need to acknowledge your white privilege and understand your white privilege. And I'm like, okay, okay, like, I know. So my first understanding is that it's okay. Well, like, socioeconomically, like, I had families that, or I had, you know, my parents that could pay for me to go to college. My college was cheap as shit, but they did pay for me to go. And, like, you know, then I was able to go and, you know, get further educated and get a master's degree. And so that's what I thought white privilege was. I was like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, back in the day, like, the way that I started with some more money than other people, I was able to advance. Right. That's what I saw. And now I understand that it's a million more things. And, um, you know, it's everything from how you are perceived at a grocery store to, right, you know, right, when right. you're interviewing for a job, how you're perceived. That's true. You know, so it's all these other things that you factor in into, oh my gosh, totally. into this piece of the puzzle or this, you know, this storyline. And um, it's different. And, yeah. like, I must say that, like, this conversation about white privilege has made me think. Because there's all, there, I mean, before I would identify that that's the name of it, there was always things like that. Like, there's so many things that I can, ex- I can say that I'm like, I'm not worried about that. And when I hang out with friends of different races, they are worried about that. Like, I'm like, it's totally fucking fine for us mm-hmm. to do this thing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're like, no, no, like, we might get in trouble. I mean, I'm always a troublemaker, so I'm like, it's fine, like get your wine and like walk down the street you know they're like no I could get in trouble right right and I'm like no you're fucking you know like fine like I just feel like um all those things have added up to me like kind of being like oh yeah like I mean not just so yeah but I you know seeing the different pieces of this all like this view which Mm -hmm. is even more scary you know because then I'm like wow you know, this is systemic and just the way that everyone sees the world. Right. So, like, I do see all these things as a white person that you can, like, get away with that you wouldn't if you maybe weren't. And we're going to talk about Hawaii at the end. I, mean, I don't think it's true in Hawaii, but in other places. Like, yeah. you know, a million times over. It is. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go through the show and, like, list them all, but it's, like, things at restaurants, things that, you know, whatever. It, there's a billion of them. You know, that you, I, I didn't really think about until this kind of came to the forefront and had to think well, about it. I'm still privilege. thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm a single mom and I'm a teacher. Like, I'm not out here with, you know, a billion dollars doing my thing. But yeah. I think that is the point. It's not that. It's like just literally, literally like the color of your skin and the advantages you get from when you walk in, you know. Yeah. Whether you're getting a bank loan or you know, buying something at McDonald's mm. or, I mean, it could be 10 different things, the way that they treat you and do things. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I, I totally agree. As you, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, um, yeah, like I think maybe, um, the way that the white race has been played in the last, I don't know, since, I don't, I don't know, I'm going to guess 19, 19- 42. I don't know. World War Two. you know. That's a random guess. I know. I don't know. I'm just but I don't know where you're going with this. I, I like, don't either. I'm just going to go with it. Year. Right. Since, like, you know, since United States, we started to really gain power as a world power as a country. I think, you know, I like putting out these movies and being the first people to 
to to be to fly around the world you know like i think the white race i think it's all i think it's 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 so encompassing in what's happened in how this modern world has has started where you know you just it's familiarity right as human beings the more the more we see something the more we become familiar with it the more we are comfortable with it mm-hmm. and i think it just so happens that the white people, the Americans, are the ones that kept on reading since World War Two, when you when America began to flourish. You know, it just it it started. You all it kind of feel start. like we were flourishing on some slave labor before World War Two. Yeah, though. but 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 I mean, like where you started all over the world. I mean, I'm thinking as a Filipino oh, in the gotcha. Philippines. Okay, okay, got you it. know, as a Filipino in the Philippines, like people. I remember my my great grandma. Oh my gosh, she told me this story. It was weird. She was like a she was 12 years old and when the Japanese came to invade the Philippines and she said that she you know they'd never seen Filipino you know, Japanese before. It was always, you know, this you got to believe, you know, you got to know. This was like back, you know, there was no air travel. It, people, you know, you were stayed in the, you know, in the Philippines. It was like you're in an island and you know, she said the first time she saw Japanese people, the first time she saw white people was it was very fascinating for her. Mm-hmm. She would just tell me these stories, you know, and um, and I think because America became so powerful, all we saw was white people. All of a sudden, you know, these countries who were formerly um, isolated, all of a sudden began to see somebody different from them and it happened to be white people. So now white people became safe. You know, it, it's, it's this familiarity of like, oh, okay, the more I see you, the more safe you are, the more you're okay you are. So then we revere you. I don't know. I'm kind of making that up. But it feels true. <laughs> you know, but I think that's how, in my experience as, as a Filipino growing up in the Philippines, where I, like what I was saying earlier, where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to marry a white man. Not that I thought about that consciously. I honestly did not. Mm-hmm. I did not think about that at all. Okay. But I think the familiarity with seeing the lighter skin versus the darker skin, you know, and even turning away from my own skin color because it was just what was advertised on TV, you know. So it just really, this it, I was bombarded by whiteness. So right, the blonde hair, blue eyes. The, it just, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, light skin. I was like, yes. That's what's true. It's like it's like, I guess in a way, if you look at it, what's happening in twenty twenty now in Facebook, you know, like the more bombarded you are with all of these same, the more you see the same thing over and over again, the more you believe it. Yeah, I know 